Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Uh, I don't know. Elliot, you're out there at the comma. I'll, I'll save my thoughts for a second from now, but how you doing? How's Indy? How Good. Go, I mean, you know, another year in beautiful Indianapolis. Um, it is like, I will say, I have a bunch of a bunch of takeaways, so we'll, we'll get into all of them. Um, one big picture takeaway I guess I have is like, Nick and Howie seemed like more refreshed than the last time they spoke. We haven't heard from them obviously since a few days or a week or whatever it was after the loss to Tampa. Um, definitely a lot of questions about last season. So it wasn't a complete turning of the page, but again, and you know, I know people might not want to hear this right now because we are mad at the Eagles, but like they just always come across as more competent than most people around the league. So I, I, I agree that, at the podium, they're not going to say a ton, but there were definitely some interesting takeaways. I think like my my perception of what they're going to do this offseason has changed than before I got to Indianapolis. Um, so yeah, I think there were some takeaways on the offensive side of the ball, the defensive side of the ball, but overall, like I just, um, I don't know, man, like they're just two people that when I'm around them and they talk, like they sound yeah. competent, like they know. Uh, I, I, here's the thing. I, I get it. It just... Between the end-of-year press conference and this one, I know they looked sad at the end-of-year press conference, but it doesn't feel like what we've heard from them. And, uh, you know, like the the way that things have been addressed, it doesn't feel like the Eagles uh, are at the same level of anger and frustration about the way last season ended as the fan base is. You know, that's... And I'm, I look, I'm not saying they aren't. I'm, you know, I know they're upset with the way the season ended and all that, but... But, like, the messaging from them, which is usually, like, perfect, it just doesn't feel like... And, you know, look, they fired coordinators, they've made changes. It just... I don't know. Like, like it just feels like they're kind of just walking past things and kind of being, like, business as usual when it when the coach was almost fired, you know? <laughs> like, when when we have A.J. Brown calling into to WIP of his own because he's upset. Like, it just feels like there is so... like. It feels like from the outside looking in, there is turmoil. There is, you know, change. Again, coach is fired. Nick almost losing his job. Players. Uh, and again, and that's nothing with the A.J. Brown thing, by the way. Like, A.J., and I look, again, we've talked about We're not going to dive into it. But, you know, I appreciate that he called in. I appreciate that he spoke his mind. But, you know, the more I think about it, the more I get frustrated where it's like, like, AJ, you should also be talking to your team because the things we're talking about are reports from your locker room, are players saying things. Like, we're not the ones coming out and saying, hey, Jalen needs to be more vocal. That's leaks from the team and from the locker room and all these things. So it's like, I just feel like there's, 
it feels like from the outside looking in that, that everything is not hunky-dory down there, but I don't feel like I get that from Howie and Nick when I see them speak. Do you know what I mean? Um, so I think it's a it's somewhere in the middle. Like I, I definitely, to your point, like they fired both coordinators. So I don't think they're just running it back. I do think, and I've gotten this sense really – during the whole collapse, definitely down in Indianapolis. Like, I just think they view the end of last season, I don't want to say is like an admiration or whatever that, I'm not going to pronounce the word right now. Aberration, yes. An aberration, yeah. I don't think they view it completely as that, but I think they're being honest when like, I mean, Nick has referenced a few times, like the offense wasn't terrible last year. And so I, I But I that's think- what concerns me, Elliot. Like, the, it, it it the season ended with a disaster. Like the whole reason people are upset, the whole reason there's quote unquote negativity around is because they lost six of seven and got boat raced against Baker Mayfield. They got embarrassed. They didn't show up. Guys didn't tackle. Guys didn't try. Like like I, I just think that that I think it's a mistake not to to uh, you know acknowledge that more and put more into to trying to fix it rather than just being like, eh, it happens. Like, well, no, so, not like think, that it doesn't. I don't think, for what it's worth, I do not believe, I do not believe their attitude is, eh, it happened. Like, no, they fire again, guys. I get that. They yeah. message it to us that way. Like, I, I just think that there, it feels like there's a disconnect from the way they're talking so, to the actual actions. So to piggyback off that, my one of my main takeaways – it might not be my main takeaway, but it certainly is like number two, is I truly believe this idea that Nick is a CEO head coach is not correct. I think it is going to be somewhat business as usual how they've done the last few years. Now, with the caveat of they're bringing somebody from outside in. Like the, last year, they, they just promoted Brian Johnson. He didn't have fresh eyes. He didn't have fresh ideas, right? Like all those things. I believe Kellen Moore is going to come in and he is going to have new ideas and he is going to bring new things to the offense. But you heard Nick say today, like, the goal is to mesh what he's done with what Kellen has done. Yeah, and but Nick he is- can't be neutered. That's the thing is if Nick says I have literally nothing to do with this, he's completely neutered. You know yeah, what I mean? I, I like, don't think I, I, don't think, I, I don't think Nick was ever going to come out and be like, look, I, at the po- end of postseason press conference, they said we're going to bring someone in to run the offense and to call the plays. Like, I, like you could put a spit on it one way or another, and and look, here's the thing: it better be that way. Like no one wants Nick involved in the offense, and of course they're going to come in. They're not going to come in and completely change, like run something that Nick is like foreign to or whatever. He's still the head coach of the team, but he's not, I, I like I don't think he's going to be calling plays. Like I think he is saving face, being like I I this is still my team and my handprint is on it. But I, I absolutely think Kellen Moore is coming in, and it's his show. From an offensive so perspective, I, I think I think Kellen Moore might have like slightly more power than Brian Johnson did, but I don't think it's going to be Kellen Moore runs the offensive meeting, Nick sitting there and listening and offering input. Like I think it's going to be like you know Kellen has a strong voice, and I think Nick will probably not override him as much as he did Brian Johnson. But again, like what? And again, this is what I think is going to happen, not what I'm saying. I hope happens, not what I'm saying. What fans should want to happen. I just don't get the vibe that Nick is a CEO head coach. I get the vibe that it is mostly the same setup with like a little more power and fresh ideas to the offensive coordinator. So now, do I think that's a good idea? 
me and you are on different sides of this. I agree with you that the offense was bad at the end of the year. That playoff game, it was a disaster. And while, again, I know the numbers, like whatever, it was just like watching it, all those things, like I'm more on your side than I used to be. But, and this goes back to kind of what you were saying about their messaging, I just don't believe they think the offense needs a complete overhaul. I think they think the defense needs completely rebuilt, like players, scheme, coaching, coaching staff, like completely rebuilt. I don't think they feel that way about the offense. I think they think the offense needs some influx of new ideas and the players need to play better. And like maybe as a result, that involves a Nick being slightly less involved. But I don't think that they think Nick is like some offensive idiot that can't solve anything. I think that they are going to do a lot of what they did last year, but just with with new things as well. But maybe. Uh, look, I, I think that's a mistake. I think that ultimately I don't want Nick calling plays. I don't want him involved in play calling. I want him to worry about the other stuff. And I want Kellen Moore to come in and be in charge of the offense. And I ultimately, I get your point. I think that Kellen Moore will have more power than you are saying, or that you you believe he will. Look, Nick's still that coach of the football team, but I do think that they, at the end of the season, told Nick, like, this isn't your offense anymore. Like, we are bringing in I, someone. See, I don't think to, that anymore. Uh, but but I, again, go back to that postseason press conference. He literally said, we are bringing in someone to run the offense, quote unquote. We're bringing in someone to call plays, quote unquote. Like, what else does that mean? Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. So to me, I think there was a little bit, and so you bring up messaging, of like saying, you look, we know the offense needs to be fixed, like giving fans a little bit of what they want to hear. I, I think it's somewhere in the middle of where we're at. Like I, I'm not sitting here and saying that it's exactly the same. I just, I remember I remember when we did the, the pod after the press conference and, and pod sense. It's like 
you know, Vic Fangio is a head coach of the defense. Kellen Moore is a head coach of the offense. And Nick, it's like the whole, like, what does Nick do? I just, I think that put taking their words at that end of season press conference when emotions were high, like they didn't know who they were going to hire. They didn't know what to set. Like, I, I just, I don't think that's an accurate representation of what's going to happen. I think this press conference where you talked about meshing ideas, now that they've hired the coordinator, they've worked with him for a little while. They've had time to kind of have like the mood chill a little around the team. I think this is a more accurate representation. Like, I, like the whole like, what does Nick do thing? I think Nick is basically going to be doing mostly what he's done the last few years. Yeah. See, uh, I disagree. I, I think I think this was a saving face thing. I think this was a response to the what does Nick do thing. I think that they want, like, again, like they don't want their head coach to go to your point. You led this pod being like, I don't think it's the the CEO. Just I don't think they want them to their head coach to be seen as a lame duck kind of un zero power both in the locker room and out of it like i don't think they want him to be viewed that way i think that they think that they made a mistake that first press conference going so far to that side and i think that but i do think that ultimately like they are bringing in someone in to completely revamp not revamped it because i think they hired kellen Moore partially because he philosophically believes in the same things nick sirianni does i think ultimately like that's the thing because i think they hired someone who likes what nick likes and generally is a similar offensively minded philosophically so that they could mesh concepts or whatever. But in reality, I think it's going to be Kellen Moore's offense. And I think that, I think this was a way to, to not make Nick seem comp- as neutered so, as they neutered him. So to take this like to the next step of it, here's what I'll say. Like, we'll see what happens. Like maybe you're right. And it's completely neutered. Maybe well, whoever, but I and think, again, I don't think neutered like it, they are neutering him from a public standpoint. But I think that's the right role. Like I think he should be the CEO of the team. I've, I've said that so many times as we've talked about. Yeah. So I, I will say this too, though, that when they set this power structure up, right? I hope that it was crystal clear to Nick what it was, because if this is like. Nick is completely out of the offense and this is all just saving face, then Nick knows that. But the vibe I get is like, I don't think I don't think Nick views this as what maybe like the public views it as. And in a season that could already be somewhat tense and with a lot of expectations, and not even expectations like winning a Super Bowl, but just expectations of it not being the disaster it was last year. We know Nick is like a very um like emotional kind of like prideful guy. Like I, my worry would be is if there's not a clear setup of how this is going to run and it is gray where it's like, Nick, we're going to bring in Kellen and he's going to bring a lot of new ideas, but like you're still going to be involved. And then they get to week four and Nick feels like his ideas aren't being listened to and really how he hired Kellen. So like those would be, that's a concern I have because I, I just, I hope that however they set it up is crystal clear because I think if there's gray, there's a lot of like a uh, lot of potential there for problems and a lot of like maybe having to make sure Nick feels that he hasn't been completely neutered or like Nick gets all of a sudden a month into the season. And he's like, well, this isn't what I signed up for. Totally. So no, I think there's a great point. I agree. With I, I think, I think they're, and look, I think they're a well-run organization. I know the end of the season was bad, but like they have had problems before with pro- with like power dynamics and like who who does recently this? recently. Yeah, so, so I believe that they don't think things are changing, and Nick is in a role that he's always been in. So, like I don't think they view it as a problem. But if it if it is like Jeffrey and how he hired Kellen, and Nick was like, well, he has the same ideas as me, I could see some room for disaster because. I don't think Nick is just going to sit back 
and like just you know be a bystander in the meetings. Like I do believe Nick thinks like it's his offense still. Yeah, well then that I think that's a major problem. I agree with you, and I think that could end up being a disaster. And I think that could signal. I mean, I think that could be something that leads to Nick's end here. You know, so we'll see if if you know because if things aren't working and Nick because Nick will feel the heat. You know, if the offense right. is struggling, if Nick will feel the heat, and if he feels compelled to try and do more or to try and because there wasn't a set thing or whatever, yeah, I think that could ultimately end up, you know, if being his downfall here, or ultimately. But um, I hope it doesn't go that way. But look, I, <laughs> I, I obviously I, I like yeah. Nick, and I'm rooting for him, and I didn't want to fire him, but like I will tell you that, and we said this last pod where it's almost like. You know, the more this offseason's gone on, the more I feel like maybe they should have just fired him. You know, well, to, uh, to your point, and I think what you said there, we disagree about what we think the uh, Eagles a- uh, expect the roles to be or whatever. Um, but I think what you you and I couldn't be more aligned with what you just said. I, I think that it sets up the potential for, for real problems if there so, is, a, you know, a, a, any sort of question of, of who's in charge of this and that, especially if things don't go well at first. Like, Nick's the one whose job is on the line right away, you know? I think if they thought Nick wasn't a good offensive coach, they would have fired him. Like, I've just never gotten the sense that inside the NovaCare, they think the offense is a disaster, like people do on the outside. Now, we'll see who's right, you know? Like, they could be wrong about that for sure. But there's just been too many times where Nick has mentioned, you know, well, we're top 10 in this, and we're like, you know, blah, blah, blah. Like, but Nick, you keep talking about Nick. I, I think that when you talk about the Eagles— Well, but they kept Nick. I, I just don't think I Nick understand is that, but I— oh, really but, quick, really, well, I don't think Nick is saying one thing to the media— and then saying something completely different in the meetings with Jeffrey. But my point is, I think there are a thousand reasons they could have kept Nick. First and foremost, I think the single biggest reason they kept Nick is because they didn't want to fire the guy who went to the playoffs three years in a row and was in the Super Bowl less than a year prior to that. Like I think that the optics mattered to the Eagles there. Mm, I think, I think that's I absolutely yeah. believe that. And I also think that they believe in the guy who got them to the Super Bowl, but I don't think it's because of his offensive beliefs and offensive skills. I think they believe in Nick Sirianni, the leader of men. Like So it doesn't have to necessarily do that. I don't think that what Nick believes about his offensive ability is necessarily what Jeffrey believes about it. I think Jeffrey believes that the guy can lead men. They can get people to believe in him. That he can create a culture because I think the, what Nick said today that I agree with that I think Jeffrey believes is when Nick said that a year ago we had the best culture any of us have ever seen here or some of us have ever been a part of. Like, I think that Jeffrey believes in that. I don't think they believe in Nick Sirianni as an offensive mind or whatever. I don't think they think he's an idiot, but they they don't fire Brian Johnson and do the Kellen Ward thing if they believe in Nick as an offensive mind. They just don't. I think they think the offense... They would say, all right, let's go back to Nick calling plays because it's his chance. It's his team. Like, there's no way, man. Yeah, so I think they think the offense needed new ideas. But to your point about what Nick said is they were a year they're a year removed from having like the best culture or whatever he said. Like they're also a year removed from having one of the best offenses. In but franchise. they lost Shane Steichen. No, but they I, lost, I, you but, underrate that every time. Like they lost no, no, the no, guy no. who I believe was the architect of the offense, the guy who once they changed play calling to him, the offense started working. Like flat out. End of discussion. Like what are we talking about? No, but I don't think I. I think you believe that more than they do. Is all I'm. I don't to know. Say. I I don't know. I, but I think they believe it. I think they believe it more than you think they believe it. I think I Nick, think, of course, is going to defend himself in his offense always. Right, but I think they. I think they would have fired Nick if they if they thought 
that like I don't I don't though so that's where we disagree let's move on to something else because we're just spinning our wheels I think that that's why they hired Cal Moore they don't believe in Nick as an offensive genius but they believe in him as a head coach of a football team and they're going to bring someone in who they believe can actually do the offensive stuff and that's why they hired Cal Moore that's what I think obviously you disagree this episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Hey. 